Today's guest, in his final year at university, was asked to develop a project. So he decided to create a font that might be able to help dyslexics read easier. Unbeknownst to him, this font would go viral and is now used all over the world. Christian is now a dyslexic advocate, sharing his story and font to help improve the literacy outcomes for those with dyslexia. Welcome to the show this evening, Christian, uh, who has dialed in all the way from Amsterdam. So welcome Hi. to the Dear Dyslexic Show. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, so Christian, what was life like growing up for you in Amsterdam? Um, I, I grew up uh, near Amsterdam in, in a small village. Um, and it was, um, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was a little bit of a struggle for me uh because i moved from a school where they knew what dyslexia uh was to a school what where they didn't know what dyslexia was so um that was a little bit of a hard one for me because um uh, the teacher didn't want to know uh what dyslexia was and she just punished me and said you need to work harder so um and we are talking about like 30 30 years ago, so not everybody knew, like nowadays, what dyslexia was. So, um, so how old were you I, when you were diagnosed? Uh, I was uh, seven, um, and and it was not through school, but my uh, dad is a teacher, and uh, he had a remedial teacher came by, telling him, explaining him what dyslexia was, and uh, my mother bought some coffee and some cooks and uh, and she heard all the things and she was like, okay, you're just describing our youngest son. And uh, it, it, it sounds really like all the, all the uh, flags you are hitting. It's, it's a really problem with our youngest son. Can you bring him and test him? And uh, yeah, and there was like, like a relief for us to to understand what is happening, why I didn't learn like my older brother and sister, and uh, what, yeah, uh, I was already like two years struggling really hard. Like, okay, I'm too tired, or uh, everybody is faster than me. Why? Why is that? And uh, you're really doubting yourself. Like, okay, what's what's wrong with me? Why? Why I'm not learning? In the beginning, you think of all the excuses that you can make and then like six months then you know okay this is something else but you don't know what it is it's interesting my mum uh, was a teacher and is a principal and so was my auntie in second so my mum's primary and my auntie's secondary and they didn't they couldn't see it either yeah. it was 30 years ago roughly as well well actually a lot young maybe <laughs> yeah 30 years yeah. five years ago uh, and you're right it wasn't really something that was talked about then um no. how did your dad feel was he because my mum was quite upset when i was diagnosed at 27 did your dad um have any feelings that he'd missed it um no, he, he yeah he was he was an, an, a teacher on a middle school so uh, he didn't teach me uh, anything uh, in that kind of way so uh, it it was for my mother and my my dad it was like an an, an 
an eye opener kind of way like okay we know it's it's yeah I, I what I do remember of uh, all the times was that my mother was rolling their eyes like I explained it to you like 10 minutes ago why are you making the same mistake again um, and 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 after that it was more a change of attitude of my parents to me like okay we we know that you do your best uh, and we cannot ask for more so that that was I what I remember of then uh, it was like changing the whole situation and understanding more uh, and and also the, how my parents react on me uh, while I was failing or uh, yeah and so, so does anyone else in your family have dyslexia or a learning disability um, we have some strong suspicion of my um, uh, grandpa, uh, of my uh, father's side. Um, uh, or, or yeah, they were really um, uh, arty kind of way. Uh, my grandmother was also a lot of painting, so we we do think in in that corner. Uh, but my uh, brother and sister do not have any uh, um, uh, dyslexia or learning disability at all. We've got a few in my family, so it makes for yeah. interesting conversations around the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that, that um, uh, we, we not really talked about because it was not really familiar and, and because of also, I learned on school that I did not speak about it because otherwise the teacher would get angry and my mother sometimes came to school and, and get angry to, to my teachers that it was <laughs> unfair to punish me. But uh, otherwise, yeah, there, there was not really talked about. And so what was secondary school like for you then? Did that get easier or was it the same uh, all the way through? Um, yeah, I, I didn't talk about it and, uh, until I, I delivered some work to, to the teachers and put it on the, on the desk and walked back to my own desk. And before I hit my own desk, they, they said, come, can, come back. Are you tested for dyslexia? And, uh, they immediately saw it and my handwriting was terrible. Uh, but yeah, uh, what, what I learned was, okay, the languages were, uh, we learn here Dutch. Uh, English, uh, uh, French, uh, and German. Uh, that's really in hell for somebody with dyslexia. Mm. So all my time went in that, and I did a lower level of education because of my languages. Uh, but all the other classes were really easy for me. Um, uh, and I draw a lot in my classes. So that was my way to focus on what they said in the class. Um, uh, I didn't want any help. Uh, and I just want to be normal. That was my only thing. Did you get any um, intervention when you were going through? Did you see a speech therapist or a tutor or anything? Or did you yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they. Um, uh, it's remedial teaching. You get it once an hour, um, um, and and they they repeat everything, and and then you walk out and where you need your help is. Uh, in, in the regular classes and there was nothing so um, yeah I, I, I didn't like remedial teaching because it, 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 it shows me what I already knew where I was failing uh, 
Mm. Uh, so I came up with with excuses like uh, I made a drawing and I can make this on the wall here if you want. Uh, and there was somebody with uh, two separate brains and a connector above it that it was not connecting well. Uh, what was uh, thought of with dyslexia uh, at the time and uh, the teacher was like oh yeah I really like it and uh, so I, I was around six or eight classes that I could paint and not do remedial teaching um, and and yeah the teachers were yeah, I, I didn't learn anything like with all the French classes and the German classes. And I learned my English with uh, watching movies because I was too slow for the subtitles. So, yeah, it was a real struggle for nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> for some people, yeah, it's really, it is, isn't it? Because they go on to do um, something completely different. But what yeah. I've spoken to, I've interviewed another lady from uh, the Netherlands and she said it was much harder for her to learn Dutch than it was for her to learn English. So did you find that English was easier for you to learn than your uh, native no. tongue? No, 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 no. It, it, like listening is no problem. So, uh, but producing the words, uh, sometimes I have words that I cannot yeah, uh, uh, think of. But yeah, I, I've learned my English uh, through the movies, but also uh, in, from 2011 when uh, a lot of media attention uh, was drawn to the dyslexia fund. And, uh, and I, from there off on, I, I, I daily get emails in English, uh, a lot of emails, and, and also my first uh, presentation in Dubai uh, with TEDx uh, was my first presentation, what uh, was in English. Uh, what was successful in my whole life so before wow. that I had yeah before that's that amazing I, that you've taught yeah. yourself English like that that's just phenomenal it's phenomenal <laughs> I can't say yeah but <laughs> I was, it was the worst experience of my life I was like if somebody could hit me right now unconscious I would pay them <laughs> before yeah. I went it was like it was like yeah it was before that I was on, on art school and we had uh, um, students from abroad and they asked us to do presentation in English and I did like two or four slides and and they said okay please please switch to Dutch because the English and the Dutch people do not understand what you're talking about <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and that was like what I learned and then I was like okay I can use this uh, I never have to do it in English and uh, never knew what would happen in the future but yeah. yeah wow that's amazing so you went on yeah. from teaching yourself English to going through to university and then um, developing the dyslexic font so how did um, that all come about for you um, yeah I, I, I did first a lower uh, level of uh, graphic design school uh, because of my middle school and then I went to uh, art school um, um, and, and yeah, I, art school was like fabulous, like really good, no books, all practical work, uh, conceptual work. Uh, and, and yeah, that was something that, yeah, was really good until my last, uh, graduation year. Um, there was a, a lady and she said, you need to write your, uh, paper. 
Um, and uh, um, you need to read this uh, uh, book uh, or book. It was really lousy copied papers in Times New Roman, in English philosophic text. Wow. Uh, and it was uh, Christmas uh, holiday and it, it, I just start reading like 2 p.m. Um, and I read just one or two pages and I just fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> that happens yeah. to me too, reading journals for uni. <laughs> it usually happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting you say that after one or two pages because I find that too, if it's really, because I read a lot. Um, yeah non-fiction uh, fiction books and things but when i have to read stuff for uni i literally fall asleep after the first two pages i thought it was just me no no it just it was that hard and then yeah, yeah. it's and, and then you'll wake up after after 20 minutes 30 minutes of sleep and, yep. and like what the hell happened to me and, and then, then i tried anxiety because you haven't you've lost all that time because you were trying to read Mm, yeah, you know, I I tried it to do it for a couple of days, and then I was like, I got like over a hundred pages. I, I would not. I needed another another school year to only read that. Uh, so I, it was too far too much. So I, it, uh, yeah, I, I like yeah. What my parents always said: just do your best, and we cannot ask for more. And if it's literally a year more of reading, it's it's not happening for me. So um, I'm 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 really uh, not scared about that kind of thing. Uh, I, I just went to school and, and said it's not happening for me. Uh, and she said, "Could you make a little movie or uh, something that explains me how it is to read with dyslexia?" And um, yeah image is, is the way to do it for me so uh, I, I did it in two weekends uh, and I made a movie and she get really dizzy and she understand it completely and she was really happy and so I came uh, under my um, uh, paper out <laughs> so I didn't have to do my paper in that kind of way yes. and then and then I started with my graduation project but I, I have always some kind of an overview of that like um, when I was in the middle school, you got your uh, Robin reading, it's called in English probably. Uh, everybody gets a turn in the class ah, to yes. read. Mm -hmm. Out loud? Do you mean? Out loud, yeah. yes. Traumatic and times. <laughs> it, yeah, but that was something like, I was really nervous when they started and I knew that I was going to have my turn somewhere and I was like, why I'm, am I nervous? This is because I cannot read well. I don't have to be shamed about that. I just read uh, how I would read when I'm home alone. So I just stand up and, uh, when I get my turn and I start reading and everybody was reading like 10 sentences and I was like in the middle of the second and she said, okay, please stop. It's fine, I understand. <laughs> and, uh, so how did that make you feel because you had the courage to stand up and do it which is so brave because it used to terrify me so you know that's really inspirational that you you said that's okay yeah. I'm still going to do it and then they shut you down 
Yeah, you shut me down, but I never get any turn anymore. <laughs> they were like, okay, we completely understand the situation. <laughs> we, we don't have to confirm that again. So how did so, you feel? Were you annoyed because you'd, you'd had the courage no. to do it? Or were you like grateful, okay, I don't have to do this anymore? No, I, I, I was like, okay, it's, 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 I'm honest. It's yeah. just the way I, I try to read, like, in elementary school, I tried to read as fast as possible and I didn't understand what I read. And then in the text, there's say your name and I just say your name <laughs> and not my, <laughs> I didn't say my name. So everybody was laughing and I didn't understand what, what, what was, was happening. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, that was for me, like, like even like the English presentations, I, I learned it like, okay, just do it and, and, and don't get, anxious or, or, or they understand what the situation is and they need to understand it and, and uh, that's always your ticket out kind of way. So what were your peers like for you in school and university? Did, were they supportive or did you find it hard? Were you bullied? Um, in elementary school it was really hard because they, they, they really punished me all the way. Uh, the middle school they were much more relaxed um, and yeah they they asked me like are you tested and, and that kind of stuff and um, I do think that my Dutch teacher um, gave me some benefits of the doubt kind of way uh, she was really nice with with, with looking through my uh, stuff uh, through my work and and uh, I do know that some teachers were like, okay, we understand it. And just uh, like your, your history class uh, reports. Yeah. Don't, don't go through it and, and check all the uh, typos. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. About the content and the content, yeah. not the, not the, yeah. No, like I used no, to say no. to one of my managers, can you just tell me if you understand what I'm trying to say and whether yeah. it's, the content is what you want and then we can fix all the grammatical errors. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and nowadays you, you have all kind of, of tools to, to help you. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's I, I don't, and on the other side, I'm, I'm emailing everybody that has dyslexia themselves. So uh, uh, yeah, it's well known that I have dyslexia. So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. If, if the message is clear, it's fine. Yeah, that's right. If the message yeah. is clear. And I always say to my team, just come back to me if you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> if the message yeah. isn't clear, just ask me. It's much easier to yeah. explain it to you verbally. <laughs> yeah, it's, it saves me a uh, midday. <laughs> yeah, and it probably saves me a lot more time just explaining it verbally than it does to try and construct an email that can take, you know, 15 minutes to make sure it's, it makes sense in my head anyway, even if it ends up not making sense to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I'd like, like in art school, uh, we, we did get an introduction in, in uh, photographic uh, studio uh, equipment and, uh, and I'm just made uh, uh, drawings of the note uh, of the notes and everybody was looking at the notes of what I did. And the teacher said, could you copy that for everybody? Uh, so they can get it at home and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's beneficial for uh, multiple cases if you just draw. <laughs> well, I must say I'm a little bit jealous because I would, I got asked to leave art class 
by the age of 17 because I said I was never going to go anywhere and I was wasting my time, even though I wow. loved just doodling. So I like to take photos, but in my books throughout work, yeah. there's pictures everywhere of trees and all different random yeah. things. But um, yeah, it's an, I collect art now when I can afford it because I know I'm never going to be able to create it in that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yes. It's it's such a waste if people do, do not support that, and and it's it's a way of of communication. Why why would it? If it works, it works. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't work. my area of talent, but that led you on to develop the dyslexic font. Is that right? Is that how that yeah. came about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 after after that uh, last year and uh, the paper didn't didn't came true. Uh, I, I, you have your graduation project and I was like, okay, I'm always hiding my dyslexia. Why would I confront myself and, and look into it? Uh, and I started first with, with, uh, a kind of idea to make books, uh, dyslexia friendly layouts, uh, the width of the column and the interline, uh, the spacing of the pages and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and while I was trying to read in some stuff, um, I, I just read a uh, sentence that I heard all my life, like mirroring, switching, and rotating the letters. And mm. you, you, you don't notice it yourself. It's, it's not that you really see them flipping. It's more um, uh, the how you process it in your brain and how it comes out and you only have to make an error with one letter to to like what i'm reading and going back and forth and back and forth so can you pick when the letter when the word because for me i can i know the sentence hasn't made sense and when i reread it yeah. i know which word change to yeah. change but you know what i mean it's like your brain's predicting or um thinking it's that supposed to be that word um, and the letters, the B's and D's do move for me. So can you find that word and know that that's what the issue was when you go back and reread it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's kind of, you, you make an error and, and you, it's already um, kind of uh, flagged, kind of. <laughs> and then you read a couple of words after and then you think, no, I, I stranded here. Uh, yeah. I will go back, and and it's like, and then you you go back by where you you lost your way, kind of yeah. where it flagged, and then it it goes forward again, um, and and it's it's um, and sometimes you when it's I have like long words, the letters melt together. Mm. Uh, it's it's like within the word I, I stop and go back even already so yeah it'd be really hard if you didn't um have some understanding of the content you're reading because otherwise your reading comprehension just goes out the window because the yeah. amount of time it takes to go back and see what's happened in that sentence where the error is and then to actually understand what the sentence is telling you yeah, um, yeah. takes it's, <laughs> it's <hard>. yeah <laughs> it's 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 taking a lot of energy what makes you you're tired, what makes you more error, what makes you even takes more energy. It's, 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 yeah, cra going crazy. That's the reason we're probably after two pages we sleep. <laughs> it's, I'm so it's, glad I'm not alone. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, 
I'm really interested in the font because I'm doing my PhD in adults with dyslexia, so a different topic, but um, we're at the yeah. foundation, uh, my foundation, we're very much around evidence-based and trying to grow the evidence base, particularly in Australia because there isn't um, a very big evidence base for young people and adults. So was your, yeah. the way you created your font, did you trial and test it with a population of dyslexics to see whether it helped or how did you uh -huh. go about, because it's used worldwide. Yeah, yeah. What what I did was um, uh, when when I came up with the idea, like okay, we 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 treat letters like objects, so we have no problem with an object. We can really fast see an object and and, and identify and 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 get it in our brain and and play around. Um, but if we play around with letters, we get in problem so that was like the basic concept everything that makes the typeface clear or a letter clear it's good to easy recognize uh, and that was like okay I, I, I made only the lowercase first uh, I didn't know how to work with uh, a font program so I, I made it an illustrator uh, before I could work in a font program and um, and I was like, okay, this is working much better than I thought of before. Um, and I was putting the letters manual by hand on paper to make a sentence. And then I was like, okay, but I, I have made it myself. Uh, I have not problems with all the letters, but some people with dyslexia have problems with different letters or I have more problems with capital letters also, uh, but not all. So I, I, but the basic idea, I put it to, to all the letters and I was like, okay, I need to test this with other people because maybe I make something only beneficial for me. Mm. Uh, and then I, I asked around because I didn't know anybody with dyslexia. Uh, and I asked around like, okay, I, I want people from not in graphic school because they are looking different way to <laughs> letters. Mm -hmm. I just want them from... Uh, uh, the university but also working people uh people for, from uh, like 15 years to any uh, uh date above because they can generally can give me feedback uh, i don't want to know them uh, they don't want uh, need to know that it's about the typeface uh, i need to know if they are uh, tested and uh, i need to know their email so <laughs> I, I ended up with uh, eight emails uh, of eight persons and I just sent it the PDF that I manually put together with uh, uh, a linear of text and uh, a paragraph of text. And I just sent it to them like I'm doing something about dyslexia uh, with my uh, graduation project. Uh, could you give me feedback on this text? And they all came back like, could you send me the typeface? And I was like, okay, this is not only working for me, uh, it's also working for the other uh, people. So we, and, and then it was like really balancing between uh, light uh, kind of dyslexia and severe dyslexia because uh, like example from the bold capital letters, it's, it's um, uh, it, in the beginning it was way too bold. So, the attention was 
too much attached to the capital letters, so it was interfering reading. And when I made it smaller and smaller, uh, the severe dyslexic were still like, okay, it's still pulling my attention, and uh, 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 of the severe dyslexic said, okay, it's right now, and the light dyslexic said, okay, it's still uh, too heavy. So it was really balancing it out, but if you put the first version of my uh, sketch in the last version, it's it's pretty similar. I see a lot of difference, but most people will not see the difference uh, between them. So how did you know which letters to kind of, because I've had a look at the font online, um, yeah. and how did you know which ones to make bold and which ones to capitalise? And is it just through people's feedback around what letters tend to move on the page? No, no, it was really what I did was um, uh, like uh, if you watch on, on my website, you see in letter D rotating and turning and I tried to match them with twin letters and if they matched, I, I switched them a little bit and what I did was um, what kind of method would you use to uh, make difference between letters uh, and I was looking to uh, um, handwritten letters because most of the dyslectic keep on writing in handwritten letters uh, attached to each other. Uh, also because it's, it's easy to uh, disguise your error. There's an E, there's an R. <laughs> it's pretty similar. Uh, it's also uh, because of movement. And movement is, an, is, is something that you uh, take away when you go to uh, block letters. And a lot of dyslectic, and I did it also, try to read block letters, but then you write so slow and it's, it's, there's no movement in it. Uh, I went back to handwritten letters. Um, not pretty letters, but still <laughs> handwritten letters. Uh, but that movement I used to, to differentiate the letters in the typeface itself. So after uh, your eight people, did you get a bigger sample size or did you just build it on that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it was, of course, art school. Uh, and I, I graduated with it. Um, and my art uh, school, head, head of art school was uh, dyslectic himself. So he really liked it. Uh, and he's, he said always like, okay, keep me posted what would happen with the typeface. And I was like, okay, I will use it. The eight other people will use it. Uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, it will <laughs> be on world my phenomenon. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I will put it on my on my uh, uh, website and uh, as a graduation project. And uh, uh, it's easy for me. I will start making logos and animations, and 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 I will use it for my emails and reading online. And that's it. I didn't know that dyslexia was, yeah, learning disability number one in the world. I literally thought that there were kind of, yeah, 500 people in the Netherlands that had dyslexia or something. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I, yeah I, because I never talked about it. I never met anybody else with dyslexia. I, I was literally like thinking that I was one of the few. To be honest, world. I didn't really know. When I was diagnosed at 27 after studying speech pathology, I didn't know anyone either. I think it was only yeah. because I started telling everyone and people started saying, oh, I know someone or I know someone. I started to learn how um, epidemic it was because I didn't know either yeah. when I first was diagnosed. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like uh, uh, 
I'm the only one with it. <laughs> so yeah, no, and, and, and I, I never expected this to happen. So it, it was like the first couple of years, it, like when I did the graduation show kind of thing, uh, it was really busy. Uh, I get a lot of people at my table and I explained a lot and there were a lot of dyslectic kids and uh, we like it and I was like, okay, that's it. And then like uh, a month after, uh, my hosting company of my website called me and they said, you're, you're 15 days over your traffic. You need to pay like 50 euros a day. And I said, I just graduate. I got no money at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, but where's all the traffic come from? And there were a couple of people that had seen my uh, graduation project and, and write an online article about it. And I was like, okay, maybe there are a couple of more people with dyslexia, maybe can I help a couple of them. And, and that went on in school and I made a manual by, by hand. Uh, <laughs> and they order it and I said, okay, I need to make a manual first. And uh, yeah, that grew and grew until 2011. Uh, and then uh, I won a, a prize uh, that I didn't expect. Uh, um, there was a kind of yeah car show, <laughs> um, and and they had an exp uh, electric cars, little electric cars, and they said yeah we will bring this like uh, air uh, um, uh, ventral or how you call it um, uh, um, uh, CEO EO uh, uh, yes yep yeah yeah and and uh, and they had it about architects in the city and farming on the top of the uh, buildings and uh, all the kind of that kind of project for the future and uh, and a typeface for people with dyslexia wow so exciting yeah really out of place i made a little movie for <laughs> that and and i asked them uh, when the final evening is, there is a little party. How many people can I drink? Because the drinking is for free. I never <laughs> expect to win because, yeah, I was really out of place there. And uh, I brought eight of my friends and uh, we drank a lot. And then they said, uh, they announced that I won. And that <laughs> I really never And you were too inebriated to take the um, award. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went on stage, it was like really unbelievable. And, and then I, I went for the camera and I need to speak in English, <laughs> really horrible. And, and I emailed my teacher later on, like, oh, he asked me to, to keep him posted. So I emailed him and, and the second day he, he said, I, I sent it to all the teachers and I was, oh, I don't know what I sent it <laughs> the night. And, uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that was way um, out of my expectation, and then and then that hit the media, and then uh, a broad uh, attention uh, went on, and uh, yeah, it was like two years only replying on emails and and trying to catch up, uh, update my e my website to English and all that kind of stuff. And, mm -hmm. Uh, that was like really crazy time uh, and, and, and late nights uh, of work. So, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Become a worldwide success overnight. So how do you think your font is changing the world for dyslexics? Um, it, it, in, in several ways. Um, it, it, what I've learned is uh, 
dyslectic people just read a paragraph or two and they know they can just use it. Uh, it's, it's, it's fine. And, um, but, uh, I need to explain, like, I think like 40, 50% of my, uh, work is, um, dyslexia awareness, just tell their boss, tell their teacher, explain more. Um, but it is also like the typeface itself, um, makes dyslexia kind of visible. So, uh, children give, give kind of lectures about the typeface, but also about dyslexia itself. Um, um, so, uh, it, it, people also without dyslexia are like, oh yeah, people with dyslexia have problems with reading, uh, but they don't really are aware what they're saying until they see the typeface and they think, oh, you can put it in newspapers and, and you can put it in on computers, but in apps and, and then they, recognize like, oh, that's a lot of reading. That's, that's, now I understand a little bit how much effort it takes for somebody with dyslexia. So it's, it's, it's like, for me, it's, it's really doing some good in a way that, that what I was and you had also, like, I'm not the only one with dyslexia. Let somebody else with, that is seven and knows that they have dyslexia don't grow up with thinking that they are the only one and that they need to hide their dyslexia um, and, and give them some confidence, uh, uh, I hope. And, and also like more focus on, okay, you got your reading part, but you're probably good in something else. Uh, focus on that and, and try to, to uh, use that to, to uh, compromise what you're not good good in um, and in that kind of way you you learn yourself um, and what I'm doing nowadays is also um, we're busy like you've got 37 symptoms of dyslexia uh, what I never knew after I graduated um, and I learned that I had 34 of them uh, uh, and that was like, okay, now I understand why I had a lot of uh, ear infection on the right side, why I uh, had a lot of problems with my agenda, why I have uh, problems with a lot of stuff. What I was, if I knew, I could say, okay, now I can understand it and I don't have to fight it. I only have to understand it and give it a place so I can work with it and you don't have to uh, um, fight yourself it's 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 getting understanding itself so we are doing now like all the 37 symptoms uh and I, with every rule i i tell what my experience with it is and we put it on, online every week uh, so somebody else can see them and share them and 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 we do get a lot of people like uh, I recognize myself and then I'm thinking, okay, it's, it's coming somewhere. Uh, but it is, it is a large world. It is a large, uh, I, I do understand why big companies are uh, doing commercials daily re repetition with the commercials because otherwise people um, don't notice it because they get so much information. Mm. Uh, they, they like, they get so much subjects 
they don't remember them all. Uh, so I, I learned that, you, yeah, it's, it's never enough to bring more dyslexia awareness uh, to fully understand it. And if they understand it and, and, and focus more on, okay, we understand what you don't can, but you're really good in this and you're really good in that. Let's focus on that so you can uh, benefit later on. Yeah, that's um, the majority of our work at the foundation is really just awareness raising because of the lack of awareness, lack of people being diagnosed, realizing they're dyslexic, how to support yeah. them in the workplace and in school. So you've become a really big advocate. I mean, you've been on your TED Talks talking about the font and your experience, but what would you like to see for you, the top three things change for the dyslexic community over the coming years? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also working here with a local uh, or a national uh, um, dyslexia organization. Uh, last year, we started with a day of dyslexia. So oh, Fantastic. Uh, yeah, that, that's here in the Netherlands, mm -hmm. uh, and I try to to change, um, and I hope in the future that that here in the Netherlands, uh, people with dyslexia don't need to do all the four languages, only two, like English and, and Dutch. If you can focus on that, you will probably learn more than four languages. Um, and but also, if schools could change a little bit and 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 not to say everybody of every day to everybody with dyslexia you're not doing that well to change to you're doing that great let's let's focus on that that's that's the main thing that i would like to see to change in in education country um, it's it's yeah that's the main thing uh, i would like to see changing and then maybe you can move from a one day to a whole month, like we have in Australia, for some reason. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> the whole month no. of October. Dyslexic yeah. Awareness Day is actually on my birthday, which is just freaky. But then we have the whole month <laughs> of October to do different things. So we're lucky in a way, I guess, because we're quite disorganised sometimes. So having a whole month to organise things is very helpful. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's similar like in, in the US, you get also a month. Yeah. And in the UK, you get a week. Uh, so we started with day. So. Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> That's a great step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. One, one step ahead and uh, ago, and and and, and is now uh, really known. And uh, yeah, well, really we're quite behind in a lot of other things when it comes to dyslexia. So I think we need a whole month <laughs> to help yeah. raise awareness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, before um, we sign off, that? sorry. How is it in 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 education in Australia? Um, it's varied. Some schools um, diagnose students or children quite young and they can get access to um, interventions but normally the parents have to pay for that intervention so there's no specific support in schools at the moment. Um, mm. Once you go into high school uh, there's more support becoming available around assistive technology, but in some areas that assistive technology stops when you're in the higher um, end yeah. and you're not allowed to use it. Um, but once you get into university and TAFE, if, you get, um, if you're lucky enough to get there after going through all those barriers, um, particularly where I am in Victoria, I don't know if it's the same across Australia, but you get a lot of support in uni. Once you've had that diagnosis and you can take paper saying you've got a dis learning disability, you can get access to a disability coordinator, assistive technology, different funding. But it's, yeah. 
children and young people having to get through all those different barriers to get to that higher education, which is the real challenge for them at the moment. It is improving. I spoke to someone from the UK last night um, and he said that he's noticed that Australia's made leaps and bounds in the last five to 10 years. Um, But there's a lot of work to be done for young people and adults, which is why I established my foundation because there was a massive gap and there is no support once you go. So even if you get that support at uni or TAFE, once you go into the workplace, you can't disclose, you're not really protected by law at the moment. You can't access assistive technology. Um, Mm. So it's really hard once you go into the workplace. It's, 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 yeah, when you go to the workplace, it really depends on, on, on uh, uh, where you're working at. Mm-hmm. Some sc- companies are, are really into accessibility and some companies say, will say, okay, the next round you're out. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, yeah. Uh, sometimes yeah. we do get emails like, I need this, but I don't want my boss to know that I, yeah. How, how yeah. could you like that? Uh, it's really hard. It is hard. And I guess I think it's making people aware of all the free assisted technology that people don't need to know about in case you don't want to disclose, like font types yeah. or um, text-to-speech or read aloud that's now on Microsoft. Um, yeah. All those different things that you can kind of um, be under the radar. So if you don't want to disclose it, there are those tools available for people. But it's really hard. And I'm... I mean, I disclose at every job I go to and sometimes it yeah. works in my favour, but a lot of times it doesn't. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like Ernst and Jung are, are um, really busy into... Yeah, uh, 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 Yeah, and, and they are do really busy with, with uh, um, finding the good qualities uh, with uh, autistic, but also with dyslexia and, and all the kind of thing and just use their talents. And that's kind of way that you want. And, and I, I think somebody with, with a disability, if you give them a chance, they will prove them twice. There's no problem at all. That's right. And I think for people with um, learning disabilities, if you just give them the tools, they'll excel at what they need to do. Yeah. There's yeah. really no barrier once we've got that assisted technology in place. And that, that's the education and awareness that we need to be working towards. Because there's a lot of ha- stuff happening for people with autism in the workplace in Australia, which is great. So that movement is starting to occur. It's just getting dyslexia on board as well. Yeah, but it, get, it gets so slow. <laughs> it is slow, yes. Hopefully yeah. no time to retire. <laughs> <laughs> we will do another call. <laughs> I think I'll be. I never, like you, never expected to be working in this space, but now I think I'll be doing it till the day I die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is scary. So before we wrap up, it's been a great conversation. Thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like Thank to um, tell our audience or people that might be struggling and struggled at school or in the workplace uh, before we wrap up this evening? Yeah, just just focus on, on what you're good, doing good, uh, what are you good at, uh, what you want to do, um, and and yeah, do the best to things that you are not so well at. But yeah, it's it's um, it's it's really hard uh, for everybody, I think. Uh, but yeah, just. Just keep on going and, and um, the people that are hard on you today, they'll forget you uh, another three years later. So 
don't don't <laughs> remember them also <laughs> yeah. yeah it's hard not to remember those people isn't that bad I think. yeah but it would be nicer to remember the people that that are nice to you and and are helping you uh, yeah. put them put them first put them first that's a great way to end the podcast thank you and for our audience they'll have all your details up on the website and how they can access your font as well um, and all your information and your wonderful TED Talks in English. Your English yes. is amazing. So congratulations. That is not an easy feat. So um, thank you so much for your time today, Christian. It's just been fantastic talking to you. Thank you for your time. If you'd like to find out more about Christian, his story, and the dyslexic font, head to the Dear Dyslexic website. Also, if you haven't already done so yet, make sure you sign up to our mailing list so you can keep up to date with all the work that we are doing at the Foundation. Head to deardyslexic.com. And don't forget, if there's anything you've heard today that you've found distressing, you can contact Beyond Blue, 1300 224636 or Lifeline 13 11 14. Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>